einer neuen Folge von The Canadian Wants to Know. Ein Podcast für Englischlernende in Deutschland, der kraftvolle Geschichten und anregende Fragen nutzt, damit ihr auf unterhaltsame Weise eure Sprachkenntnisse verbessern, vertiefen und festigen könnt. Hier ist euer Host, The Canadian George Robledo. Welcome to the Canadian Wants to Know podcast. On this episode, I'm going to talk to a fellow Canadian about identity and stereotypes. It's a really exciting episode for me. So here is Anran. Can you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about your story, who you are, where you're from. Yeah. Thanks, George. Thanks for having me on your podcast. I'm very excited to be on a podcast, first of all. So I'm Anran. Uh, I'm a Chinese Canadian. So um, like many Canadians with immigrant background, I moved with my family to Canada as a child. So in my case, when I was six, um, we moved to Ottawa, where I uh, spent most of my formative years. I did my bachelor's in Canada. But actually, I haven't. Uh, I've been abroad for 11 years now. So I was working, studying um, in Hong Kong, in Vienna, and now in Germany. So yeah, it's been 11 years that I haven't been in Canada. But yeah, I would still say I'm Chinese Canadian. That's Chinese the simplest <laughs> way to. That's the simplest way to uh, summarize it, I guess, without having to stick around for an hour. <laughs> exactly right to get into all the nuance of what it means to be Anran. Right? So I can relate on many levels to that as well. I haven't lived in Canada for a couple of years now, but that identity still continues to, to be important to me. So yeah, tell us a little bit about your time in Canada. What was that like as a Chinese Canadian more specifically or as Anran specifically? <laughs> um, yeah, I guess um, it's, you know, you know, like not living in Canada, sometimes a lot of memories come back and you think about them. Also, you describe your life, you know, in, in a certain place to friends now here in Germany or uh, or back when I was in Austria. And um, so one thing I think that always stuck out for for my friends here in Europe is that um, I would say like, oh, growing up people thought like, or people would say, and I myself sometimes said this, that, oh, like, hey, I'm a banana. Um, okay, and, what do you mean by a banana? <laughs> yeah, it's like a kind of a weird term now that I'm not in Canada and maybe slightly, uh, more than slightly problematic on many levels. But ultimately what a banana is, is someone who looks yellow or is yellow or maybe Asian on the outside and is somehow... Uh, white on the inside and I guess for Europeans this doesn't mean that much but in Canada whiteness comes with certain character traits you know like uh, the way you speak yeah but you know there's also very specific things like liking ugly Christmas sweaters mm -hmm. or being really into recycling yeah. or um, you know liking to drink and party like these are certain characteristics that comes with a certain kind of Canadian or a kind of Chinese Canadian. So in contrast, especially common on, I think, university campuses is this other term that gets thrown around, which is derogatory, but many people still use it. 
um, which is FOB. It stands for fresh off the boat. So it's often used to describe uh, Asian people who come to university for university and didn't grow up in Canada or Mm -hmm. new immigrants, basically. And I think, um, I guess my experience in Canada uh, as a Chinese Canadian is summarized more by this banananess. And I mean, we used to, between friends, between groups, throw these terms around like it's nothing. Um, and it was always just funny. And everyone use, used it. And I bet people still use it, actually. And I think it's only by being in Europe where having people who don't know these words um, kind of ask me, like, isn't that kind of racial or mm. racist? And I think that um, yeah, it makes one reflect on how we see ourselves and what we take as normal and fun. Hmm. Um, yeah, and to just like kind of think a bit about that. But I guess in a nutshell, it does also kind of say that I think growing up, um, yeah, I saw myself as visibly different, but ultimately pretty much not that different from a lot of um people around or at least I didn't want to see myself as different because you know kids kids you want to feel like you belong to a group yeah and I think in Canada like it's easier to belong than perhaps in another context where immigration is a more newer phenomenon I mean certainly I think the narrative around immigration in Canada is somehow different from many other places where you know there is this idea that immigration makes the economy stronger makes the society more diverse so i think to that aspect it it's true like i don't feel like people are telling me to go away or something but that doesn't mean that being an immigrant or being a child immigrant is necessarily easier than mm-hmm. in other places i think yeah that's true yeah but i think what might be a little difficult for some of uh, the listeners who in general are German is that for us in North America, these terms like Asian or white or brown, like there's such a common place. Like we think about it a lot. Yeah. Um, whereas maybe here is not as common to think about these terms. And I've had people give me like pushback, like, George, what are you talking about? White, what does that mean? Mm. That sounds kind of racist. And I'm like, oh, that's true. In this context, (laughs) it sounds very different than if I were to use that term back in Canada, where we understand what we're talking about. So, yeah, like I I know that um, it might be difficult for some of you guys to understand what are we talking about here with bananas and fobs and white and black and brown and why are you guys talking about this? The whole point here is we're talking about how we see ourselves. What are these identities that we have and how they influence our behavior, perhaps, and the way we move through the world? Do you think it really influenced you, like this idea of banananess? How important was that to you? Or how influential was that to you growing up? I mean, I think it's something that I thought about Um Maybe not very actively, but um, it, I mean, it ties, I guess it ties into also, for example, like visits to my grandparents in China or family visits um, and to some extent correlates a bit with my experience uh, working in Hong Kong, which is there is, you know, 
when you're in Asia, people want to know how it's quite explicit. People will ask like, how Chinese do you feel, or how Canadian do you feel? Do you feel Chinese at all?、Um, do you speak Chinese even? You know, and I think for many Chinese Canadians who didn't grow up with the language, it's like an easier、uh, answer. It's like, hey, I don't speak the language, so how can I be Chinese?、Mm. But for me, like I grew up speaking the language at home and learning it.、Um, so then it's also like, okay, since you can't communicate, there is no this like really obvious difference.、Um, then it's about how do you feel, and it was always a very difficult question for me to answer.、Um, of course, you know, growing up, most of my、um, youth. Like six onwards, right? Like in Canada,、uh, like the socialization is completely different from someone who grew up in those formative years in China.、Mm-hmm. Um, but it, yeah, I, I think I think really to it's kind of it's it's asking the impossible. I think of a person to say like. To quantify how much you yeah, feel、exactly. of something,、I'm、like fifty five percent Canadian. <laughs> Yeah, and like, it's also what like what is what is Canadian and what is Chinese. Like for children, it's like almost like really hard to, and you want to please the people who are asking you. Usually, family and friends.、Mm-hmm. So you want to be like, it's like, what do you? What is the right answer here?、Exactly. What do you want to hear?、Uh, <laughs> I feel Chinese. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Just oh wow, good. And actually, I think now that we're talking about it, I think the banana thing and this Chinese Canadian. It's kind of like two sides of the, two sides of the same coin. Is that the、uh, saying?、Uh-huh. Yeah.、Um, it's it's exactly like、uh, giving this like visual or trying to make this very obvious divide between. I mean, yeah, an individual identity which is constantly evolving, constantly changing, and maybe on from issue to issue is also very.、Um, You know, uh, different. Uh, actually, I just thought of this. Like in Canada,、um, I never thought that I.、Uh, people used to say like, "Oh, so do do you like、um, what kind of food do you like? Then what kind of food do you eat?" And actually, my family they're always like very proud to say like, "Oh, well, she likes both Chinese food and Western food." Like as if like she likes it equally. Okay. Which is also kind of a strange thing, right? But、um, but I I never thought about this. It's true. I I like Chinese food. I like loads of I, I like food. Um, <laughs> I'm very slow eater, but like I like food. But、um, but now being in Germany or in a smaller city in Germany with less access to like high quality Chinese food, I certainly feel myself like craving it sometimes、mm. or thinking more about cooking it. But likewise, I think like when I'm in China, I also miss like.、Uh, Poutine. <laughs> I don't know if I miss poutine all the time. Sometimes I definitely do, but it's just about. I think it's like it, it's it's a bit relative,、yeah. you know. Like when you're in one place in Canada, I have access to both foods. I don't、yeah. think about which one I like yeah. more. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, food plays a big role in in the identities that we form about ourselves. I see it here in Germany. Whenever I start to like feel like oh man I miss home,、mm-hmm. I either prepare a poutine for myself, which is like French fries, a gravy, and cheese mixed curds, together, cheese Cur- curds, cheese curds. <laughs> or I'll make something from my parents' homeland, like I'll prepare some rice and beans or something like、mm. that, just to kind of give me that feeling of home. Yeah. Right. So food plays a really big role in that, 
And uh, yeah, it's fascinating that you brought that up, right? But like you, like you said, like you are both. Like you're not, not you're you're not just both. You're like multiple <laughs> things. Yeah, right? I think yeah, I think like I guess sometimes it's just a bit um, difficult to be able to express yeah. these things very clearly in like a short sentence, mm-hmm. um, especially when you first meet um, meet a stranger. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like a one question that I definitely get asked more, mm-hmm. I would say in Europe. Um, so, I mean, I've only lived in Austria and Germany, but I can imagine it's not uncommon in other European contexts, which is kind of like this question of like, okay, where are you from? Mm. Where are you really from? Where are you really? Where are you from? originally from? Where is your and yeah. and I and I, you know, in the beginning, I often got very sensitive about it immediately, um, because in Canada, someone who asks such a question is kind of automatically. It is a little rude. It's, it's it comes across as a it little bit It comes with more certain rude. connotations. Yeah. In a, in an immigrant country like Canada, like such an explicitly publicly immigrant country like Canada, someone who asks such a question, I, I would. Assume they're trying to send me a message, that you know, that you don't belong. Exactly. So it is very different to the way maybe someone here in Germany might ask that question. At least in my experience, um, most of the time, I don't feel like the person is trying to be rude. Mm. Um, I don't feel like they mean something negative by it. I've also talked to friends about it who have said like you know they're just curious about you exactly it's just like expressing an interest like don't Mm -hmm. take it the wrong way Mm -hmm. and i see that but at the same time i think it's also important to talk about how for somebody in like our um situation in our situation Mm -hmm. with our backgrounds let's say it's not the easiest question to answer exactly and to communicate to a stranger in a sentence because as soon as i say i was born in china this yeah. uh, sometimes I feel like the person doesn't hear anything else afterwards. Yeah. You know, um, they and, don't hear the Canada part. Yeah, or that you lived in Hong Kong. Or. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have, it depends on who I'm talking to. You know, I might not go into so much detail, mm-hmm. but um, and it's it's about I think, um, I, I guess ultimately you kind of feel like you got put in a box, mm-hmm. and that there's no way out of it. You can't share more about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there, you know, in a, in a, there are situations where you can, but sometimes it's just a very quick meet and greet and it's over. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I guess, yeah, I think it's, it's like, let's face it, like most of the world is born in a place and kind of grows up in that place. They might travel to other parts of the mm-hmm. world for fun, but they exactly. don't really go and live somewhere exactly. else or grow up somewhere else. So I think for, for um, yeah, I mean, immigration, I think, changes that quite a bit. So for myself, it's just, um, I think it, yeah, being kind of put into one category without being able to express more of myself, it sometimes feels very... Like limiting, limiting yeah. or like mm-hmm. I feel like you know that I've been reduced somehow. Mm-hmm. So, what would you like? Like, what would be the type of interaction that you would like to have with someone who meets you for the first time and say, "Okay, hey, Anran, where are you from?" Like, what would you like to see happen after that? Like, do you want them 
to like listen? Like what? What? I think. I guess it's about the questions we ask, right? Like,、mm. why is it important to know about where someone is from? Like, we、mm. want to know something about them. That's ultimately we want to know about them,、yeah. right? If you're really curious about them, you want to show an interest. But then, if that is the ultimate goal,、um, what? Is like where they're from. Really, the first question you want to ask. Maybe、mm-hmm. it's a question、That's、that、true. will come up,、mm-hmm. but maybe it's also about the order of questions. Like, what is really the essence of a person?、Um, like, is either me having ties to China and Canada the most interesting thing about me? Maybe there's maybe other、not. parts about me、mm-hmm. that's way more. It depends on who, right? Exactly. If I meet another person who has family from China and grew up in Canada, this might be the most natural connecting point. On the other hand, with another person, maybe it's our passion for podcasts,、mm-hmm. for example. Like you know, maybe poetry it, yeah, or academia or politics. Yeah, I think it's a bit like why is this kind of national identity or birthplace. What role does it play for us as individuals?、Um, I mean, yeah, it can. It, it does play a role for sure, and it and it can be important. And certainly, our environments shape us. But I guess in our day to day interactions, if we want to learn about other people, what is the most important? Like you know, like what are the what questions really help you understand other people? Yeah, I like that. I. Because there's always kind of like a, a list. Okay,、uh, where do you come from? What do you do for a living?、Mm-hmm. Right? Like these questions always come up. They're very cliche, but maybe we can come up with better questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, these days I'm, I'm also like these days I'm also not like, oh, you asked me where I'm from. Oh my god, I'm no, now offended and no, want no, to leave.、Mm-mm. It's just like, yeah, you know, let's have a conversation about it.、Um, I think also like the the tone. And the、Tone. the expression of the other person is also important,、mm-hmm. right? Like, I think just feeling heard and like the other person didn't already make assumptions and then、yeah. can't hear you、mm-hmm. afterwards.、Um, no, and I, and I've had those interactions with people here who just like, man, George, I have a question because I don't understand, and I really want to understand.、Mm. You can feel when it comes from a genuine place. And those interactions are beautiful.、Mm. When you feel heard and you feel like the person really wants to understand. Yeah, absolutely.、Right? Um, yeah, and I can mention in particular Tekla. She's gonna listen to this podcast, and she's <laughs> gonna, and I and I just love the interactions I have with her. She is older; she's sixty-eight. But when she asks me questions, I know it's coming from a place of curiosity, and because she really wants to understand and. Those are the interactions where I really like. I smile,、mm-hmm. right? Because you can really feel like, oh no, this person has taken an interest in in my story and my complexity, yeah, and is not just going to put me into this one box, right? Awesome. Can you tell us a little bit about? Because you talked a, a bit about Vienna. Have you mentioned that yet, or? Um, yeah, no, I don't think so. I think I jumped right、you、into jumped. Germany. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah、um, Vienna. I mean, I really enjoyed my time in Vienna. It's a beautiful city.、Um, maybe an observation I could make is like now that I'm here in Germany.、Um, I guess it's this.、Uh, yeah, this this 
di- maybe division is not the, really the right word, but a distinction, a, 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 maybe a, a distinction, distinction, a differentiation mm-hmm. um, for many people living in Austria or Austrians uh, between the Austrian, uh, what it means to be Austrian, what it means to be German. There mm. is like a, it's an important distinction, I think, for people in Austria. And um, I guess for me as an outsider coming coming over, uh, I, I think I was a bit, yeah, not knowing very much about either country before coming here. Um, I was a bit surprised um, because I, to me, I guess like a lot of things are super similar. Yeah. If if mm-hmm. not exactly the same, but, but I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get in trouble for saying that. Yeah. Um, but um, but after some time, I also think it really comes together. It actually makes a lot of sense, even if I just think about. Um, yeah, what a lot of Canadians, I think, think on a regular basis. Like, what does it mean to be Canadian if to be not American? Exactly. Um, you know, even though, of course, to probably the European that um, Canadian and America, like, what's the real difference here? Yeah. Um, but you, well, I don't know. George no, I think so. <laughs> Definitely. I remember one time I was in the Black Forest and then I, I spoke with a friend. We were speaking in English and this man was running and he just stops and he says, are you American? And I'm like, no, I'm Canadian. Oh, it's the same thing. <laughs> and yeah, for for many people here, they wouldn't really know the difference between an American or a, or a German. And that's why I also can't expect that Germans are going to understand certain differences that... Let me, let me start again. <laughs> so if Germans don't know the difference between... Uh, an American or a Canadian, and I also don't know the difference between an Austrian or a German, I can accept that sometimes just ignorance is it's part of our interactions with others. So if someone asks me, George, where are you really from? Like, I can't be offended because it's, of course, they're not really going to understand it. Well, you can be offended, but then maybe like take a step back and yeah, have a follow-up to just feeling offended. I guess it's like, yeah, we feel what we feel. (laughs) No, we do feel what we feel, (laughs) but that step back is important to say, okay, where is that person actually coming from? Are they trying to hurt me? Or is it just simply because they don't know something? And I think a lot of the time it's because someone just doesn't know better. It's, I can't assume the worst in people. I think that's a mistake that we we make sometimes is that we assume that the person is trying to offend or is trying to hurt me when in reality, that's probably not the case. So just have a little bit of empathy (laughs) for people. Likewise, though, I think for those of us or many people who don't mean any harm, I think it's important to keep in mind that you don't you can cause harm without mm-hmm. intending it yeah. and to be open to hearing that if someone yeah. tells you like, well, what you said um, did hurt me, did yeah. hurt me. Yeah. or maybe they're not saying that to you because they don't know you well enough, but you mm-hmm. can, you know, see, see it, it if someone, yeah. and then like, yeah, like, um, I guess reflect on it and yeah, ask, yeah, yeah, exactly. like, yeah, maybe follow up and be like, yeah, was that, was that insensitive of me? Mm-hmm. Like, you mm-hmm. know, keep an open conversation. This is always harder in, in practice than in theory. But I guess it's a good thing to keep in mind. Yeah. No, I think earlier you told me a story that kind of ties in to this, this idea of how we respond to one another. 
Um, can you do you remember the one with the Chinese restaurant? <laughs> yeah, I know the one you're talking about. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it kind of ties into the. It was a story that I was telling George that's um, related to, uh, yeah, being put in a box or not. Yeah, with no not bad intentions. Right? Yeah, not no bad intentions. Basically, um, yeah, I was walking around with um, a good friend of mine, um, a German, and um, and I mean. Yeah, we we had a good understanding, and yeah, we passed like this Chinese restaurant, and and he kind of turns to me and he's like, "Hey, like, like dragons are super important to your culture, right?" And <laughs> I mean, I didn't really know to laugh or if he was joking or if or I should really. Yeah, I was like, what? "What?" I was just really confused, and and I could see after a couple of moments that he really meant it in earnest. And yeah, I, I mean, it's, it, you know, and a lot of thoughts cross my mind, like, hmm, are dragons important to me? I don't know. Are dragons important to Chinese culture? Probably, like, it's true that only emperors in the olden days could wear dragons on their clothing. Otherwise, it, you would, like, go to jail or be killed, um, you know. Like, sure, dra- I was like, hmm, what is my knowledge about dragons? Why is he asking me this? And honestly, I was kind of offended because I felt like he put me into like the superficial idea of Chinese, Chinese culture. Yeah. And I thought we had had a lot of talks about, you know, what, how, chi- what, Chinese, how Chinese culture has shaped me, how um, growing up in Canada has shaped me, how living in different places have shaped me. So it was a bit strange that in this moment, and I guess he didn't think at all, and Mm -hmm. he just saw a dragon, was like, hey, Anne's Chinese. Is she she into dragons? Exactly. And And yeah, you know, so, I mean, we talked about it and... And I think it's just like, yeah, a good example of where, you know, He's not trying to offend me or hurt me, but it did in that moment really make me feel like, hey, this is my friend and he doesn't, he doesn't get me. He thinks like I like, he, he thinks I might like dragons, but I did also like think like after speaking with him and also talking to other people about it, um, it, it did also occur to me that such a question, for example, if he had said it to my mother um, who has been abroad in Canada for like 30 plus years, but she grew up into her adulthood in China, that I think mm, she would not be offended by this question. You know, she might say, she might think, I mean, sure, as she would also think it's superficial, <laughs> um, but she might think it's just like cute mm-hmm. or sweet that this this person who doesn't know much about Chinese culture just takes an interest or is trying and maybe in some ways, on the one hand, I have higher expectations than my friends mm. and the world around me to understand me. And on the other hand, I think she's also more comfortable in being in one category of mm. being like uh, Chinese. Chinese. Um, and because, you know, she grew up into adulthood in, in that country. And for me, it's just more complex. 
So the the reduction somehow makes me feel less comfortable.、Mm. And I think when you're comfortable in the box that you get put into, you can joke about it and poke fun and just like yeah, it's more comfortable. But I think if you're already uncomfortable and don't know which box you're in, and trying to be like, I don't think I can be put into、mm-hmm. any boxes. Maybe I'm a circle. Don't know.、Exactly. <laughs> like、um, then in these moments, you get more、um, defensive. Yeah,、or? it just it's like more triggering because you you you're already uncomfortable, and now you're like really rocked、yeah. and destabilized yeah, yeah. a little bit more. So. Yeah, you know, it's、um, in the end. My friend and I were totally fine,、yeah. and we joke about、mm-hmm. this now too.、Um, but yeah, like you know, these situations, there needs to be a follow up conversation. Yeah, yeah. But that is the challenge of of human interactions. It's so hard because we we talked about it earlier as well. Like stereotypes, they help us manage the way we move through the world. Then we can say, okay, yeah, that. Is black. This is white. This is a square. Like so, categories do help us in a way, but they have their limitations because sometimes it's not a box. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe it's not a square. Maybe it's a hexagon, <laughs> right? And maybe our categories are wrong. So maybe if I just label、Or、you, incomplete. they're incomplete as well. So if I just label you as Chinese, that's an incomplete、uh, interpretation of who you are. And maybe if we, if we can just learn to understand that humans are more than a single label, like the single label of German or Canadian or Chinese. Maybe I'm also a writer. Maybe I'm also a, a husband. Right? Maybe that identity is also, like. You know, how does that manifest itself in the way I move through the world? Humans are complex, right? And that's beautiful. We should celebrate it. Absolutely, I think. Yeah, like you said, I think stereotypes are kind of a, a a more complex way to say categories. And of course, we there's so many things in life, and we need to make sense of it. So it helps us navigate.、Um, at the same time, I think categorizing things like, hey, these are tables and chairs, they're furniture, versus like. Hey, this person has black hair. That person has black hair. They're probably all Chinese. Like this is like I think people in some ways,、um, also because we change so much,、mm-hmm. right? Like this desk in twenty years. I mean, unless we like take it apart, it guess, will you know, probably be a probably chair. It's probably going to be a chair、yeah. and a、mm-hmm. desk. But people, especially people who move around and live in different societies. And, but also, people. Even if you live in the same society, but you, you read, you have different friends. Yeah,、right? you read, you consume media, you talk to other people. Like we are constantly changing. So I、mm-hmm. think、um, that's something that makes humans much more complex.、Um, and the other one being like, yeah, we are not just one thing.、Mm-hmm. We are.、Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if this is. Cheesy,、so. like a rainbow of things, yeah, which well, is only seven colors. But <laughs>、uh, bad analogies here. But I like. I, I think that if we can accept that individuals are complex, and we can have a curiosity, like a genuine curiosity, a desire to understand, that can really improve our interactions with one another. So that's what I would encourage you all to do: be more like Tekla, be curious, be genuinely. Interested, 
and you're going to learn so much, so much about other people. And maybe it's something that you can also learn from and adapt into your own way of life. Any final thoughts that you have? I would say, yeah, be open to talking to different people, um, listen to other people, ask questions in a sensitive manner, sensitive let's say. Manner. You know, yeah, be sensitive. Respectful. Yeah, and be be open to being questioned. I mm-hmm. mean, I think that's important for all of us, like myself but, included. <laughs> and be open to being wrong. Absolutely. So maybe my interpretation of who Anran is is not correct. And if Anran tells me that she is different to that, maybe I need to accept it. <laughs> <laughs> For us to continue to be friends, definitely. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much, Anran, for Thanks, your time, George. for coming on the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and share it with your friends. If you're interested in improving your business English, you can check out my YouTube channel. It's The Canadian Wants to Know. That's it for this episode. Also, bis nächstes Mal. Ciao.